The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. There is a season Good day to you, madam or sir. Welcome to There is a Season, the only show on that there radio. It's all about change, how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for joining us today, and a happy new year to you all. <clears throat> you ever have one of those sneezes that just comes on? I had one just before we opened up the microphone here. I know. I was here. <clears throat> Got that out of my system, I hope, right? Don't want to have two or three of those. They always come in sets, too, I know. We hope you enjoyed your holidays and uh, that you were with somebody you care about. And if that was not possible, we not only pass along our condolences, but we assure you that we understand if you're just relieved of all of the merrymaking and ho-ho-ho. We appreciate the opportunity to keep you company in our small way each week, and we hope that today, like every Saturday, we'll give you something to think about and to discuss with your friends and family. If you'd like to be a part of our program today, the easiest way to join in is by calling us in the next hour at 457-1290. That's 937-457-1290. You can also remind friends and family that they can catch our show each week by live streaming the program online at whio.com. Now, Bob, as is our custom during the opening of our show, we use the terms friends and family quite a bit. Yes, we do. And in a way, I suppose we take for granted what those terms mean. We certainly have some context of our own for how we think of friends. There are, you know, close friends. There are casual acquaintances, work associates, friends of friends, people we know from church or volunteering or other groups. And for the time being, Bob, just so you know, I'm going to allow you to keep your status as one of my close friends. But... Don't press your luck. Yeah, well, aren't you sweet? <laughs> Sometimes, but, you know, to your point about how we think of friends, there are also various shades of family, isn't there? We got our immediate family, more on that in a moment, and often grandparents and maybe some close cousins, aunts and uncles and so forth. Those with big families may go to a gathering now and then and wonder, are these people really my family? I have been to some <laughs> of those gatherings particularly on my wife's side, and good grief. Uh, I, I knew one uncle whose trick was to keep all the, the marriages and the kids organized by, by putting them all in kind of a little chart, a little laminated fold-up sheet. We had an, un- had an uncle like that in the, wallet. in the big Kennedy family. <clears throat> yes, we do. Yeah, so they, uh, you know, it worked for years until the youngest kids grew up and suddenly the thing was out of date. Um, anyway, the reason we're talking so much about family in particular today actually came out of a recent opening monologue by Tucker Carlson of Fox News. I don't know if anybody watches uh, Fox News regularly, but Tucker Carlson's on 8 o'clock during the week in prime time. And just this past week, he raised a number of interesting questions about the aims of what he termed the ruling elite in our country and and, and really what the ruling elite thinks about the role of men, about the lack of distinction 
between the pathologies affecting both the inner city and suburban and rural communities, and a lot more. He covered an awful lot in about 15 minutes. I think that was Wednesday or Thursday night. And uh, so that's that's partly what we're going to start with here. Yes, and one of the main points he kept making um, in that monologue was that there seems to be a sizable contingent in this country for whom economics and culture are completely separate things. That is, on the one hand, there are those of a libertarian leaning that would claim they are market-oriented and socially liberal, while on the conservative side, many would say they are socially conservative, but wait, also Mm market-oriented. In other words, as... That as long as Wall Street's doing okay and as long as most people feel they are economically sound, then the health of the nation is secured. Yeah, and that's uh, that's actually a pretty good summation, at least of part of what he talked about uh, in this opening monologue. Now, having raised this question about the relationship between economics and culture, Tucker Carlson goes on to excoriate these ruling elites. And by ruling elites, he means those in public office, especially in Washington, and those who control significant portions of our economy through finance. Think Wall Street, right? Think big uh, hedge fund managers and investment and so forth. His claim is that to maintain that our country is in some way healthy amidst huge numbers of men who have exited the workforce uh, seemingly permanently, or uh, amidst a vast welfare bureaucracy that has done much to marginalize the role of men and lock generations in poverty amidst rampant drug use uh, and now the specter of states raising millions through legalizing marijuana, through ongoing illegitimacy and a host of other forces that have decimated what was once the traditional underpinning of American society, that is the nuclear family. That that to, to say things are healthy as long as the Dow Jones is up is flat out ludicrous. And that was the point of his uh, his opening essay in that program. Yeah, and so that got us to thinking, not so much about the ruling elites, but about the idea of family in America here in the 21st century. And with that, our research led to an article by Scott Yanor, writing for nationalaffairs.com on the topic of the form and function of the American family. Now we're going to share some of this article, but we'll tell you up front, it is a very long piece. (laughs) What we'd like you to think about is your own perspective on what family is or should be today and whether there is any particular perspective or definition that should warrant further promotion and support by our leaders. So we're going to give you the cliff notes version of this so as not to feel like you're back in in college, but it's a very intriguing uh, uh, concept, this whole idea of family and this idea that there was some form or function Uh, that was uh, elemental to the forming of this country. So he begins that all political communities depend on people marrying and raising children for their perpetuation. The most obvious end of marriage is procreation. Most obvious end of marriage. But in a free democratic society like ours, children must also be taught within families to take on the responsibilities of freedom and citizenship if the country is to survive and thrive. Indeed, until just a generation ago, it was uncontroversial to say that the family was the cornerstone of a well-ordered political community. The general form that families should take likewise went unquestioned. For the last century, America has been running a series of social experiments on the importance of the marital form. 
the sexual revolution and American society's new focus on individual satisfaction and self-fulfillment have resulted in a new set of political priorities. The structures of the traditional family were found to be too constricting at best and discriminatory at worst. As a result, the government has turned away from its traditional view of the form a marriage should take, that of a man and a woman, bound in an enduring union, ideally raising children together. Instead, it has adopted policies that affirm and often financially support alternative forms of family life. Now, while the importance of the family's function is too obvious to deny, the traditional marital form has been demoted to one of several different options. And this change has flowed from the progressive and libertarian emphasis on individual rights, which ignores the attendant duties that allow a free society to function. This way of thinking takes much about human behavior for granted. The devaluation or the elimination of the marital form makes sense only if one takes the view that society can assume the continuation of responsible human action absent the structures that have historically shaped those actions. In other words, proponents of this view assume that the state's interest in the function of encouraging people to have children and raise them responsibly will be met in the absence of the form, even as they cease to prioritize the only institution recognized by the state for the purpose of having and raising children. The results have not been positive. Analysts now worry about the problem of two Americas divided by marriage. Children from married, intact families tend to get more education and earn higher wages than children from broken families. The problem compounds as children from successful families tend to marry those from similarly successful families and perpetuate their success, while children from broken families tend to replicate their own parents' choices. For the first time in our history, we seem to have established distinct, though still permeable, social and economic classes, and the dividing line is the marital form. Where the traditional marital form remains strong, men remain relatively more engaged, and women relatively more interested in having children, and parents comparatively more responsible in the raising of their children. Where the marital form has dissolved, there are fewer children, fewer lasting relationships, less responsible parenting, less industriousness, industriousness. <laughs> a lot of S's in there. Yeah. Fewer people making choices for the long term and more violence. We're reading from the National Affairs article, The Form and Function of the American Family by Scott Yanor, as we talk here about the role of family in, uh, in our society. Uh, he goes on to say, civil governments have an interest in promoting marriage, procreation, and responsible parenthood, but they are limited in how they can achieve these interests. The state cannot and should not require people to marry, have children, or stop having children. In general, it cannot tell parents how to raise their children. The incongruity between government's great interests in marriage and family and its inability to promote them has consigned the subjects of marriage and family life to the shadows of today's political theory. Political communities must rediscover the importance of families and protect a form of marriage and family life that can accomplish the indispensable goals of having children and raising them to be good citizens. 
So he goes on then to talk about the states, the state interest in all of this. The American founders recognized the central role that families would play in facilitating democracy. Beyond procreation, the morality and responsibility required of citizens in this new democracy had to be instilled in the home, particularly through the example of parental behavior. John Adams was unequivocal, writing in 1778 that, quote unquote, the foundation of national morality must be laid in private families. Parents shape the affections and beliefs of their children with profound implications for their life courses and for the character of the political community. The state thus far has clear interest in the establishment and support of families, specifically in protecting children and maintaining enduring bonds between men and women. The accomplishment of those interests depends on a distinct protection for marital and parental rights and the maintenance of marital forms conducive to the exercise of marital and parental duties. And we're, we're just getting started. I can see that folks are going to need to run for a second cup of coffee already. Or uh, a glass of wine, even, maybe. I don't know. It's pretty heavy stuff, isn't it? Or, yeah, we're, we're certainly... Important, though. What? Uh, what? Bob and Gloria are talking about family, marriage, what the... The state interest. Could, couldn't we just have a nice <laughs> show on the essential documents? Uh, well, not today, uh, ladies and gents. So one of the goals in the, the new year for us is to provoke you to even further thought and discussion about change, about aging and, and the care of our families, and not only what happens individually in our, in our own families, but also what's been happening in our society. Uh, as, as people, longtime listeners to this program may know, over the last eight years, we've talked an awful lot about how change has occurred at the societal level, and it really has gone about uh, fracturing a lot of what we've known as one of the main institutions, uh, which is, which is the, the family. Um, but first, we've got, to, we've got to talk more about this particular topic today. What is it, the family? Why should we care? Why should we invest in this option or that option? Do any of these people from the past have anything to shed on uh, our current situation? 457-1290 to say your piece. Think about it and weigh in here. 937-457-1290 when we continue. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Are you ready to get in, get out, and get paid flipping houses in the Dayton area? If so, here's an amazing opportunity for you. The NV Real Estate Academy has created a three-step paper flip strategy that allows you to write an offer, sell the offer, and get paid. With this strategy, you'll learn how to flip a house without swinging a hammer or using any of your own cash or credit. Now, for a limited time, the NV Real Estate Academy would like to share this strategy with you for free. Text OHIO to 484848 right now to get your free Hidden Treasures in Wholesaling Properties Kit and find out how you can get paid writing offers. Text OHIO to 484848 now and NV Real Estate Academy will also give you four free tickets to a training workshop which also includes a free smartwatch and Nick Fertucci's new book, Seven Figure Decisions. All these gifts are free just for attending plus an opportunity to network with like-minded investors. Text OHIO to 484848. That's OHIO to 484848 to get your free wholesale kit now. 
now. Start the new year with big savings at Menards. Find the right style for your bathroom with Dakota Vanities. The 18-inch Monroe Vanity features a shaker-style design and is perfect for small spaces. The Monroe Vanity comes in four finishes, just $89.99 each. Or choose the 30-inch Barn Door Vanity in three finishes for $129. Find these and other great deals through January 5th during Menards New Year's Sale. Save big money at Menards. Adults 50 years of age or better, you have an exciting way to learn about a broad variety of topics. The Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton, offering fall, winter, and spring seminar series that meets weekly. Choose from seminars such as Earth's Environment, Past, Present, and Future, Adventure Travel 2019, Beginning Guitar Workshop, Legacy Writing, and more. All offering an intellectually stimulating yet informal, non-competitive environment. Call 229-2347 to register or learn more. Stock market instability, volatility, and losing money is a big concern. But it doesn't have to be. With a structured retirement plan, you can protect your money and forward your financial progress toward retirement. You don't have to risk your future riding the stock market roller coaster. Call the Miami Valley's retirement resource and author of Income Allocation, David Gaylor at Tradewinds Financial Group, 800 385 0437. That's 800 385 0437. And tune in Saturdays at 3 for your game plan for retirement. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Hi, John Glazer here for Glazer Soft Water. We've been making water great since 1988, and no matter what your water issues, we have solutions. Your city water can be clear, but still be hard and have the taste and odor of chlorine. Well water can look, smell, and taste terrible. Glazer Soft Water will fix your water and will even include a seven-year parts and labor warranty so you don't have to worry. Visit our website to learn more at glaziersoftwater.com. Glazier Water really is better water. Looking for a great place to work out? Hi, this is Wesley with Everybody Fitness. And if so, we have an offer that you can't refuse. How about a free 30-day membership? That's right. Try us out free for 30 days with no purchase necessary. Your free trial not only gets you access to all fitness equipment, cardio, and free weights, but also to group fitness classes like Zumba, yoga, body blast, and more. You can even enjoy tanning and free use of our child care. So don't wait. Stop in one of our eight convenient locations or check us out online at everybodyfitness.com. Mostly clear and chilly to start off this morning with temperatures near 30 degrees. Mostly sunny throughout the day and we'll be warming up towards 50 degrees. That's about 15 degrees above the average. Staying clear into the overnight hours tonight and still a bit chilly with temperatures dropping back towards freezing. Partly cloudy as we go into Sunday with a high of 44. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season here in WHIO. Remember, tomorrow the Dayton Flyers will be taking on the Richmond Spiders at UD Arena. Larry Hanskin and Bucky Bockhorn will have the call right here with coverage beginning at 11 a.m. tomorrow on Sunday. Here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And today, 457-1290 is to join in our show, 457-1290. What is your definition of family? Is there any particular norm of family which you believe serves our American culture better than any other? Give us a call, 457-1290. We were uh, reading in the opening segment from a National Affairs article by Scott Yanor called, and I hope we're getting his name right, Yanor, Yanor, 
the form and function of the American family. And we'll come back to that in, in just a moment. But uh, just to give you some sense of how things have changed statistically, uh, even back in 2014, there was an article that said fewer than half of U.S. kids today live in a traditional family. Fewer than half. Uh, that is 46% of U.S. kids younger than 18 years of age are living in a home with two married heterosexual parents in their first marriage. This is a marked change from 1960 when 73% of children fit this description. And even as late as 1980 when 61% did, according to Pew Research Center in a new survey called the American Community Survey. Uh, So that's quite a change. Yeah, and it goes on to state that Americans are delaying marriage and more may be completely foregoing the institution altogether, Bob. At the same time, the share of children born outside of marriage, you ready, now stands at 41%, which is up from just 5% in 1960. Right. So, so, I mean, we we throw out these numbers and so forth, and there may be a tendency for people to look at this and say, uh, yeah, that's old news. Uh, no big deal. My family's uh, had some of that and we're fine. Or other people are saying, yep, yep, I've known this all along and so forth. The, the whole world's going to hell in a handbasket. I mean, I, people may have different reactions when they hear these numbers. And what we're wondering today, and if you want to weigh in at 457-1290, that'd be great. Uh, is there a particular form or function to what family should be in our American society? Uh, it's not to say that uh, other models or different models haven't worked or can't work or should or shouldn't work. But what if you look at things historically, this notion of the nuclear family when they, or the traditional family sort of was the, was the underpinning of how Western civilization evolved, if you go back centuries and so forth. Why was that? You know? I, I don't know. And, and one of the largest shifts in the family structure is this. of children today are living with an unmarried parent, up from just 9% in 1960 and 19% in 1980. So we went from 9%, 19%, all the way up now to 34% of children today are living with an unmarried parent. And in most cases, these unmarried parents are single. And it's, it's difficult to, you know, when you, when you start getting into statistics and, and look at causality and so forth, one of the points I think we made in, in preparing for the show this week was that there had been a trend over several decades that as marriage and the traditional family statistically declined, we also saw a rise in this country of other kinds of pathologies caused by things like illegitimacy. So you had a lot of welfare dependency, you had uh, a rise in, uh, you know, unwanted pregnancies and so forth that kind of occurred at the same time. And and now an upshift too in, you know, transgender type of family structures. Going back to what they said in that article, that it was more about the individual. Fulfillment and self-satisfaction. Rather than some corporate responsibility to society. That, right. yeah, that promotes, you know, democracy and, you know, uh, a, a good system to live in. So we're going to talk about it because that's what we do here on the program, talking about families today, one way or the other. In our Western culture, the so-called nuclear family of a man and a woman and children has predominated for centuries. Was this a good thing? If so, why? And given all that's occurred in the last generation or so, is there any shared concept of family worth celebrating, supporting, or promoting? 457-1290. 
when we continue after the news. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic and our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 930. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO news update. Our top story we're following this morning. We're getting more details about the shooting that took place in California overnight tonight. We're going to bring the latest details to you, plus more on a stabbing indictment in Dayton. That's coming up. The weather this weekend will likely impress. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic. We're getting word about an injury crash near Farmersville West Carrollton Road early this morning. We're going to bring updates on that, but checking out those freeways for you, those are looking all clear. And it is our top story to California, where we're hearing the reports uh, that there's been a shooting at a bowling alley that's left three people dead. Now, the Torrance Police Department says that three people were killed. Four others were injured in this shooting. A witness says that there was a fight that had broken out before the gunshots were heard. Right now, we're working to learn more about what possibly led up to the shooting, as well as how the police investigation is going into who's responsible. We'll bring you more details as soon as we get them. In Miami Township, we're getting reports of the injury crash near Farmersville and West Carrollton Road this morning. Cops and medics responded to that area just after 8.30 to the initial call. At this time, it's not clear how many people were injured or what caused the accident. We're going to be following this scene as well, and we'll bring you updates on it as we get them. In Dayton, a man accused of stabbing and detaining his girlfriend on Christmas night is indicted. 28-year-old Kevin Quillen's ex-wife says that he has displayed violent behavior before. Now she also says Quillen suffers from mental issues, including bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Last week, I talked with Quillen's mother, who also blamed Quillen's behavior on his mental health. She told me her son has dealt with the issues for more than a decade. That's WHIO Sean Cudahy. He says Quillen will be arraigned on the 8th. Well, Senator Sherrod Brown releasing a statement Friday criticizing President Trump's plan to give $10,000 raises to some cabinet secretaries and political appointees in the middle of a government shutdown. That's affecting people in places like Wright Pat. Over the holidays, the president also issued an executive order that freezes pay for civilian federal employees in 2019. The order would deny tens of thousands of Wright Pat employees a 1.9% pay hike. That's WHIO's Dave Daniels with team coverage. The president saying he's considering asking his cabinet and other appointees to forego the pay raises, which were to kick in today. Now, let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable forecast from meteorologist Jesse Mag. Sunny skies to start off this morning. A bit chilly, 32 degrees to start off, but we're warming up rather quickly. Mostly sunny skies throughout the day today, 49 degrees for the high temperature. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. The latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley. Some beautiful sunshine from our studio here on South Main Street in Dayton. We've got 32 degrees in Troy, 35 in Springfield, 36 here in Dayton at 933. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. If you have a pension, listen in. Mike Martinez and his team at the Pension Group have been helping people with their pension decisions for more than two decades. Much of their knowledge is now available to you in Mike's new book, Retire from 
Honda Financially Free. Mike covers the biggest pension issues facing you as an associate, including how to take your pension, what's best for you, the lump sum or the monthly payment. We've seen segmented rates go up. Unfortunately, that can bring your retirement down, with some people losing 40, 60, or hundreds of thousands of dollars of their hard-earned money. With changing rates, timing is everything. When should you step away from the workforce? Mike touches on all these issues and more in his new book, Retire from Honda Financially Free. Receive your complimentary copy when you set a visit with Mike or purchase online at retirefromhonda.com. Make the best pension choice for you. Retirefromhonda.com. Investment advisory services offered through The Pension Group. Are you ready to get in, get out, and get paid flipping houses in the Dayton area? If so, here's an amazing opportunity for you. The NV Real Estate Academy has created a three-step paper flip strategy that allows you to write an offer, sell the offer, and get paid. With this strategy, you'll learn how to flip a house without swinging a hammer or using any of your own cash or credit. Now, for a limited time, the NV Real Estate Academy would like to share this strategy with you for free. Text OHIO to 484848 right now to get your free Hidden Treasures in Wholesaling Properties Kit and find out how you can get paid writing offers. Text OHIO to 484848 now and NV Real Estate Academy will also give you four free tickets to a training workshop which also includes a free smartwatch and Nick Fertucci's new book, Seven Figure Decisions. All these gifts are free just for attending plus an opportunity to network with like-minded investors. Text OHIO to 484848. That's OHIO to 484848 to get your free wholesale kit now. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Did you know you can get our latest news flash briefing on your smartphone or Android? Just say, OK, Google, and then play WHIO News. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. 457-1290 is the number to join us today in our studio. 457-1290. And if you're on the go today, you can take us with you either in the car on WHIO, that's 95.7 or AM 1290, or you can tune in on the app uh, and find us. And if you're anywhere in the world, in the universe, you can, of course, catch the show streaming at WHIO.com. I want to make sure people can get this in New Zealand or wherever they need to listen to the program, right? Yep. Download that WHIO app. Absolutely. So we're talking today about the family. Uh, we've got an article we'll get back to here in a moment by Scott Yenor, or Yenor, uh, from National Affairs called The Form and Function of the American Family. And we spent a little time here sort of setting uh, the stage for the discussion. What do you think uh, of, of the notion of family? Do you think there are any shoulds to this with regards to its, its being an element or an underpinning of American society? Um, we certainly had it one way, predominantly for a long, long time. As we went to the break, we talked about how statistically things have radically changed in terms of the number of children who can say they've grown up in a traditionally defined family. That was one man, one woman in a heterosexual union uh, within the family. It went from 73% in 1960 here we are, what is that, almost 60 years later, and we're down uh, close to 40%. Uh, does that matter to you? Uh, is, is that a radical change that's worth being concerned about in any way? Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Let's welcome uh, Anthony from Riverside who wants to comment on today's program. Good morning, Anthony. 
Good morning. How you doing? Um, got two feet and a heartbeat, brother. I'm good. That's good. It's a good start. <laughs> Tell me what you what you, what your thought is on this. Well, I say I've I've learned the government doesn't think in short term; they think in long term. And I'm talking fifty years, hundred years. Uh, say I think that uh, it's just a, a long term plan for the Democrats that they they've enforced different policies when they've been in power that have broken down the family unit and if you keep uh if you keep people poor then you can control them and if you take away their ability to take take care of themselves then they are reliant upon the government services you think this is by design i think so i say uh Planned Parenthood would be a, a good start. Uh, looking at, at something like that, that certainly breaks down the family unit. Uh, it encourages uh, the breakdown of the creation of families. Uh, it also, like I say, if you have poor mothers, single mothers, most young children, most young couples, their fights and their arguments and their battles are over finances. And when you break that, when you have the ability to break that family unit up and you make that couple or that uh, that single parent reliant upon governmental services, those children are raised by example. Mm-hmm. And when they're, say, in the, the example they see is mom or dad or whatever reliant upon governmental services, then they see that as the norm. They see that as that's, that's what I'm, I'm supposed to do, so forth and so on. So it propagates the continuation and the continuance and the rise in the single unit family. And you no longer have the mother, the traditional nuclear family where you've got dad working and able on one paycheck or whatever to take care of the family and mom providing the support at home or dad being the one that provides the the support at home and mom is working and so you don't have that continuation of uh, discipline because you don't have a two parent system so they you know the parents can't back each other up right say the right. government has them at each other's throat sure and 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 I appreciate the good points Anthony I appreciate the call thank you and you know you touch on uh, what what uh, Scott Yanor in his article gets to uh, in this next section here when he was talking about how American law through the 1960s promoted the state's interest in supporting families through the protection of marital and parental rights and through the protection of a monogamous, enduring, exclusive marital form between a man and a woman. Why? Why did they do this? While this protection was vital for maintaining the family form, marriage law did not always respect modern notions of equal citizenship for women. For example, from the American founding until the early 20th century, parental rights were attached to marital rights in the now discredited legal regime of marital coverture, wherein women lost their legal identity in marriage. Under marital coverture, husbands covered, that is, they had authority over and responsibility for wives and parents covered children for the purposes of state recognition. As a practical matter, this meant the state recognized family property in the man's name, restricted women's voting, and assumed that husbands were responsible for family debts, among other things. This double-layered coverture, parents covering children and husbands covering wives, 
attempted to meet the challenge of legally recognizing the family as a single unit. It recognized families through recognizing particular persons, husbands and fathers, as heads of households with the assumption that beneath male headship existed a community of sorts. Changes in law and opinion led to wifely coverture being legislated away piece by piece from 1850 to 1920, ending with the passage of the 19th Amendment. Women could own property apart from their husbands and thereby gained independence from their roles as wives and mothers. And why do we why do we talk about the context of coverture? Well, from the state's perspective, the elimination of marital coverture resulted in a new need to recognize couples exercising joint responsibility for children and other common concerns. This gets back to the point made by Anthony. That is, they were going to assume legal guardianship and fiduciary power over their children. They must feed, clothe, and house children. It was baked into the agreement of being married. And the failure to do so constituted neglect. Parents were to control the property, gifts, and labor of children and take joint responsibility when children cause damage. Today, the state limits the powers of parental coverage when it insists that parents immunize their children, for instance, or requires that children be educated. In other words, they get in any metal with what they were supposed to be responsible for. So the notion of coverture, no matter how it's changed, whether it's recognized women in later decades or not, the idea that parents were responsible for this entity of children and they had a duty and an obligation to take care of them was primary. It was first and foremost, and that has been undermined by too much government involvement. What do you think? Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Let's welcome Valerie from Springfield to the program. Good morning, Valerie. How are you? Good morning. I'm grateful and thankful. I am so excited and I appreciate, uh, you taking my call. You're welcome. And I just wanted to say that uh, the public really gets a lot of information from you that's uh, not biased and helpful, and that's very important right now. So thank you very much for that because we're always learning. I appreciate um, that a lot. Thank yeah, you. You're thank welcome. You. You're welcome. The gentleman that called before myself uh, had tremendous valid points. Uh, you guys have wonderful perspective there as well. The thing is, is like anything else to me. You know, everything is connected, and there's so many balls thrown around right now with all these strings attached, and they're tangled. And you can say government, you can say families, you can say this, you can say that. The school system started, you know, and it started with our children. And I remember my sister, the heater on the floor, blew her dress in kindergarten kind of up, and she just went, ooh, and she got a whipping with a paddle. <laughs> you know, things change. But fundamental values never do, never have. Myself, personally, I'm with the Springfield Peace Center here in Springfield, and we are starting our, forgive me, I believe it's our 34th year, it might be 33rd year, nonprofit free camp uh, every year for the children in Clark County. We take around approximately 250 children. As We take as many as we can, as long as we have the teachers that donate their time, and they're wonderful. And it's teaching them about self-values and against bullying and whatnot. So we have seen every gamut of people raising children. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You point fingers, you try to do this, you try to do that. The Springfield Peace Center, which uh, offices right there on the campus at Wittenberg, has just been a wonderful, quiet program. And it's gotten bigger over time. And it's 
helping the children realize no matter what, uh, instilling those values, those fundamental values, because you might not be getting it home. You're raised by a grandparent. Grandparents are older. They're stressed out. They're doing it because the opioid factor that's all over this place, amongst other reasons. You've got children raising children because they're babysitting till their parents get home. You've got televisions raising children. People get upset with me when I say this, but I don't blame Miley Cyrus personally. But when Hannah Montana came into view, and everybody watched Disney, I couldn't wait until Sunday night when it came on television. But the way that they had the character talking to her parents and just to everybody was so saucy. And I have a senior in high school who, you know, thank for me, the Lord above, uh, you know, has turned out wonderful. But there for a long time, it was just like, I don't think so. And people don't have a choice because you have to work. I know the grocery budget for ourselves has doubled and sometimes tripled on products, and it's crazy. So what can you do? You work together. We do what we can because of those fundamental values. They're not showing it on TV. Certainly. I mean, you know, art imitates life. Life imitates art. There's a I've always been annoyed by the the flippancy or the sass that gets portrayed, you know, yes, with Disney and with an awful lot of other media out there. Let me come back to the central question here, uh, Valerie. While there are plenty of uh, church and social and civic groups that have uh, worked to try to ameliorate some of what's gone on in the fracturing of the family, uh, and they've, they've, a lot of people are doing very noble work in, in all of those regards, trying to make sure that some of these values are imparted. Do you see anything as essential when it comes to what the traditional family used to be? And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that there weren't pathologies within the traditional family. It could have been alcoholism. could have been any number of things. Correct. So before people start calling me about that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm looking at this statistically writ large going back for decades and centuries. Was there an inherent value to that traditional fa- family. When you talk about these values, were they concentrated more in that model as opposed to anything else? My straight answer would be yes. The answer would be complex, but you have to remember we're born and we're taught. And they were taught a system of a family. That's how it was. And when you look at it, ultimately, we're all connected. So we're one big giant family. But yes, I've been divorced, raised a child. It wasn't easy. The the child is, is turned out, you know, great with the heart and everything else, but there were many different struggles along the way. I raised a child with my husband and it was different. I noticed the differences in it. It, it could someone else do the same thing and they have the different experience as me? Yes. But generally speaking, I think that that's the way it is. And for me, biblically speaking, I think that that's the way that it's supposed to be. And I think it's also fighting that war against taking what is supposed to be whole and and good for everyone involved and moving it to the side, turning it upside down, and trying to let it fall apart. So individually, we have to come together and really, really, really look at what you're saying. It's a wonderful, wonderful topic for people to think about. Well, thank you. And, and, and we're going we're gonna to have to leave it right there, Valerie. I appreciate the call. We're running out of time as we go into this next break. Uh, but you make some good points um, about you know, trying to deal with what we're, you know, what we're facing. We're, we're all dealt a different hand in life, and we try to make up um, 
what we can along the way. We still have time here for your calls, 457-1290. We're going to go to our break here right now, and then we'll come back with just a little bit more from the article by Scott Yanor on the form and function of the American family. Has there been anything that's changed in that that you think radically affects the way we live our lives today? Do our leaders have a vested interest in promoting the traditional family the way it has always been? 457-1290, when we come back. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Indeed knows it's hard to find qualified candidates when you're hiring. It's like finding a unicorn. But when you post your job on Indeed, it's easy to find people with the skills you need. Nurse practitioner, four-plus years experience, acute care certification. Indeed has a huge pool of amazing candidates and screener tools that help you find your most qualified applicants. Whoa, an entire short list of unicorns. Now, get a $50 credit to give your first job posting premium placement at indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, quality standards, and usage limits apply. Additional terms online. Right now at CVS Pharmacy, you can earn up to 50 extra bucks rewards each year just for filling prescriptions, which means the medicines you take to stay healthy might also do a little something for the health of your wallet. So visit your local CVS pharmacy to sign up and start earning up to 50 extra bucks rewards on prescriptions. Terms and conditions apply. Not valid on all prescriptions, including those purchased in Arkansas, New Jersey, or New York. Other state restrictions apply. See cvs.com slash rxrewards or the pharmacy for details. Adults 50 years of age or better, you have an exciting way to learn about a broad variety of topics. The Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton, offering fall, winter, and spring seminar series that meets weekly. Choose from seminars such as Earth's Environment, Past, Present, and Future, Adventure Travel 2019, Beginning Guitar Workshop, Legacy Writing, and more. All offering an intellectually stimulating yet informal, non-competitive environment. Call 229-2347 to register or learn more. Looking for a great place to work out? Hi, this is Wesley with Everybody Fitness. And if so, we have an offer that you can't refuse. How about a free 30-day membership? That's right. Try us out free for 30 days with no purchase necessary. Your free trial not only gets you access to all fitness equipment, cardio, and free weights, but also to group fitness classes like Zumba, yoga, body blast, and more. You can even enjoy tanning and free use of our child care. So don't wait. Stop in one of our eight convenient locations or check us out online at everybodyfitness.com. Hi, welcome to the Subway ad for $4.99 deals. How would you like it? Can I have it like a game show? Sure. We sent two contestants out on the streets to see what they could find for $4.99. Our first bought five goldfish. Ooh, but the other went to Subway for $4.99 deals. He was able to choose from four tasty footlongs or six six-inch meals that include a 21-ounce drink and chips for just $4.99 each. A winner every day. Subway, make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Additional charge for extras plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. Have you been thinking about retiring? It could be the most important decision of your life. Tune in to Russell Total Wealth Radio Saturdays at 1 p.m. right here on WHIO for answers to your questions about how to maximize your money during retirement and learn strategies about minimizing your taxes. Get the facts and learn about all of your options. Tune in to Russell Total Wealth Radio Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO part of our Ask the Expert weekends. The new Assisted Living 2 Memory Care Beehive Homes of Springboro is now accepting residents. Call 937-350-1211. Appreciate the difference of a smaller, more personalized experience. Beehive Homes of Springboro, the next best place to home. 
Mostly clear and chilly to start off this morning with temperatures near 30 degrees. Mostly sunny throughout the day and we'll be warming up towards 50 degrees. That's about 15 degrees above the average. Staying clear into the overnight hours tonight and still a bit chilly with temperatures dropping back towards freezing. Partly cloudy as we go into Sunday with a high of 44. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. We've been talking about the form and function of the American family. We have just a little bit more on that. For you here, I wanted to give you a little heads up on some previews uh, for upcoming programs. We've got a lot of stuff in the works here for you. What are a couple of them that we're going to be talking about? Uh, Well, Bob, you put it this way, sharpening the saw. Okay, (laughs) I had not ever heard that phrase, but it's really about continuing education in your retirement years or your later years in life and what it can do for you. There's a phrase, sharpening the saw. Sounds murderous to me. Stephen Covey used to use that in the 80s in the seven habits of highly successful people. And that was one of the areas where you kept looking to improve your life so uh-huh. you sharpen the soul. I'll think about that today. Yeah, another show or another topic that we're going to cover is physical therapy and particularly its importance in your later years, keeping those muscles and joints. Also, mm-hmm. academic freedom but no free speech. What's happened to our colleges? We're going to talk about the diversity dilemma. Also, us and them. And the book called Them by uh, Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska. We're going to be talking about that. And also, I started my career after I retired. How about that? Think about that now, huh? All right, so uh, we've got this article here by Scott Yanor from nationalaffairs.com. We have just a little bit of time to get through the last couple of points on this. And, well, uh, yeah, and so something really important. Um, he goes on to say that the more complicated marital structures or living arrangements are, the more difficulty civil government has in deciding who has parental rights and in enforcing parental cover, support, and obligation. New efforts to separate marriage, procreation, and parenthood have led to to a thicket of problems as the state attempts to define marriage and parenthood according to contemporary social demands. Left by the wayside are the state's old priorities of providing space and protection for families to raise good citizens, thereby perpetuating Republican self-government. The new priorities of recent decades, in line with an aggressive liberalism and libertarianism, are blind or hostile toward any serious reflection on the role of the family in ensuring the survival of our democracy. This goes back a little bit to Tucker Carlson's point that we talked about earlier in the show. A lot of people are saying as long as the economy is fine, we don't have to worry about culture, right? So he's making this point here, Scott Yanor, in this article, that we're blind to whether the family has some role in the survival of the democracy. Of the utmost importance for these versions of liberalism is the recognition of people as autonomous beings who must be able to choose their lifestyles and identities without interference from anything outside their wills, including the government or public opinion. Marital freedom is the core of the left's contemporary marriage agenda. Implicit in that agenda is the assumption that securing choice and options for the adults involved is the ultimate end of marital policy. It follows, then, that taking rights seriously, as Ronald Dworkin writes, demands that government maximize individual freedom through recognizing all lifestyle choices equally and providing them with equal and tangible public support. Such support consists in channeling benefits through marriage, which is now defined far more loosely than ever before, including marriage between individuals of the same sex. 
kind of, you know, talks about what Anthony called in, you know, about the, the beginning of the government taking over, you know, and providing benefits for these these people. Contemporary liberals also see the need to re-engineer marriage and family life since marital relationships can produce inequalities and habits that limit the choices of the individuals in those relationships, especially women. That re-engineering entails minimizing the effects of gender on the experience of marriage and family life and cultivating a spirit of economic and emotional independence for those involved in a marriage. The logical end to these arguments, as political scientist Tamara Metz and legal scholar Martha Feynman have suggested, may ultimately be the end of legal recognition for marriage altogether. So does any of this matter? You know, as, as we, during one of the breaks, Gloria and I were talking about this. There are a lot of people who still believe in getting married. And as Mark Stein, a uh, conservative author and uh, sometimes host on Rush Limbaugh and also a Fox News guest, he's done an awful lot of work talking about the demographic changes that have gone on in, in Western Europe. Uh, you've got these negative birth rates because an awful lot of people have gotten married, decided not to have kids, Right. This is not so much a gender issue or a sexual preference issue and so forth. They've just defined marriage as we'll marry each other. We're going to skip this whole sense of any anybody coming after us. What impact does that have, a negative birth rate over time? Well, it ultimately eliminates cultures. Yep. So uh, we'd like you to think about this more. Again, the article from nationalaffairs.com. The author's name is Scott Yenor, Y-E-N-O-R, The Form and Function of the American Family. Plenty of other research you can read out there on this topic like you to think about it, chat about it, talk about it, reflect, get back with us. You can write us at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. We'll have to leave the program right there for the time being. It is time for us to go. Please remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step and never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. For Gloria Shanahan, for our producer, Javon, and everyone who makes the show possible, I want to thank you for being here with us this morning. You've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290. And News 95.7 WHIO. Have a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.